Are you ready? Yes, I am. Let's take a walk. Welcome to Two Redheads Walk Into a Podcast. I'm Lori. And I'm Dallas. Are you ready to let the fur fly? Today, we'll go head to head in the battle of the best buddies with cats versus dogs. Cats fill parts of our hearts with innate joy and help us navigate life in a happier and sometimes helpful ways. However, the debate rages on as to which pet takes best in show. We'll provide some perfect ways to pamper your precious pooch or coddle your cuddly cat. Step right up, because here we go. Good morning. Good afternoon. Or good evening, whenever you're listening. Welcome to the Two Redheads podcast. We have a great episode today. Dallas, I am so excited for this one. I am too. I hope this doesn't turn into a real fur flying showdown. I'm sure (laughs) it won't because we all know dogs are best. Cats are best. But you know, it's, Mm -hmm. and the internet proves it by the number of videos they download. But you know, okay. <laughs> if that's what we're going for these days, right? Is the amount of likes and downloads and all that other stuff. Oh gosh. You know, I think we need to do an episode on social media because it's crazy. I can't keep up with it. I can either. Okay. So a quick backtrack to last week in our challenge, we asked all our listeners to try and identify one stress in their life and then break that down to the type of stress, identifying the stressor, And then utilizing a new strategy to deal with it. And now we're going to find out how that went. Dallas? Well, (laughs) yeah, it was just an overwhelming week. Okay. Same goes for me. It didn't go so well. The week totally ran away from me. Each day, it was more and more appointments, meetings, the kids' school, et cetera, et cetera, like to the nth degree that I actually had to cancel a few things. Wow because it was so overwhelming. So I just kind of forged ahead in life and and didn't give much thought to the stressors, but hopefully I think it should calm down after this weekend. Okay, good. So are you ready to get into our- Absolutely. Cats versus dogs, man. Go for it. We we already know which side we're on. (laughs) Yes, we do. We don't have many rapid fire questions, Mm -hmm. but we'll just go through them super quick. Okay, rapid fire number one. Are you team cat or team dog? Team cat, as shown by my shirt with the cat bursting out of my chest, kind of alien style. Yes, I'm that cat lady. And I am team dog. I am team man's best friend. I don't, I don't have a dog on any shirts or clothing, but I put them on my dog. So, hey, shirts and sweaters go on the dog. (laughs) Okay. Now, have you always been a cat person? I have always been a cat person. I had cats when I was young, which by the way, is good for building uh, allergy resistance in children. So my parents nailed it. Okay. Well, I have always been a dog person. However, when I got married, my husband had a cat. So I did have a cat for a few years, but team dog all the way. All right. And although Instagram already knows the answer to this question, do you dress your pet up? I totally do. Oh yeah, you totally do. I've seen all the pictures and I I can't say that I don't. (laughs) At least for Halloween, the cats do get their little costumes. It's fun. I mean, at least one of them thinks it's fun. The other one is, I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm being cruel. (laughs) At this very moment, Stuart is rocking 
his autumnal sweater, orange argyle with green and black running through it. What and he has a Halloween him? costume oh and he's already goodness. got his Christmas sweater re- ready. Nice. I don't know. I don't know if they make a Thanksgiving sweater. I should look for that. You should. Why don't you just give me a little bit of background about your cats? Can you tell me who they were? Give me just a little insight into life with your cats. Well, I've had a few. Started off with my beautiful little princess cat and the sweetest kitty cat ever. And then after her, my dad got a cat for me. My mom couldn't have cats anymore because my new stepfather was allergic. And so my dad got a cat and then that cat passed away. And my dad suddenly became a cat guy because I was out of the house by that point. And he and my stepmother were so upset by the death of Fuji. Uh, They immediately went out and got two more and had them for years, had them for about 17 years. So yeah, I transformed my parents into cat people uh, because my stepmother had been a dog person. She Mm -hmm. was a dog person. When I first met her, she had two dogs. They were beautiful dogs. And then I had a variety of cats through my life. And my more recent was Shadow. Loved him. Still my favorite kitty. He was with me for 15 years and... Oh, beautiful, beautiful gray cats. Gotta love gray Mm -hmm. cats. And then once he passed away, this time I decided, you know what? I'm going to adopt a black cat. I've always wanted a black cat because I'm kind of a witch. (laughs) And I thought, you know, it's kind of fitting. And black cats have a lot of trouble getting adopted because they have such a bad reputation. That's so funny. I don't, I mean, I you hear that all the time. Don't let a black cat cross your path. But like, I've always heard it as a joke, not that anyone's actually taken it seriously. Yeah. So they just, they've got a bad reputation. It takes them longer to get adopted. And a lot of times they don't. So I thought, well, you know what? I'll, I'll go for it this time. And I ended up with two. (laughs) (laughs) I now have two little black kitty cats. And it's really hard to tell them apart, especially in the dark, even though one I, is I like twice the size as the little one, but they still, it's pretty amazing. So I, I love my kitty cats. They're fantastic. And you, I mean, I remember one of your little puppies. Oh my. When we so were the first the dog I had was a Chihuahua <laughs> when I was growing up mm-hmm. and she was just the best. I just have the best memories of her. I want to say we had her till I was 10 or 11. And then I got Buster, another Chihuahua. And that little guy, oh my gosh, (laughs) he made it four months shy of 21. Yeah. Wow. Buster. He came to college with me. Mm -hmm. He lived with me while I worked after college and he came into the marriage with me. And what's so funny is my husband, when we got married, he's like, oh, this dog's on his last legs. I don't know. And I'll tell you, he chose to take him on walks at night. I didn't really need to walk him because, you know, play in the backyard, get a little exercise. He's old. He's like 17 at this point. But I swear that my husband walking him just reinvigorated him. And he was just like, he just kept going and going and going. There was no stopping oh, the stop. Too fun. Each year, something would happen medically that he'd rack up the vet bills and and take a week to scare me to death. And mm-hmm. then he'd pop right back up and be fine. Yeah. Nothing could take yeah. this dog down. No, Buster was a trooper. Definitely. He was. He Zest was for so, life. <laughs> yes. 
And then let's see. Oh, after he died, we got, I call her my grief animal because I was just grieving Buster. I mean, 21 years almost. And I was just like, I have a toddler. We need a puppy. I need a puppy. I need a puppy. You know, we don't have a newborn this time. Let's get one. And I was just desperate for a dog only like two months later. So we found someone who had, they had a litter of puppies and oh my gosh, lab husky greyhound is what we know. But she's been the best Kiwi. She has she's been adorable. the best. I mean, she would watch over the kids when they were little, but mm-hmm. she'd want to be you know, near the crib where we were holding her. She just, she was very protective. If she heard a mm-hmm. peep out of them, she'd go over and investigate. Mm-hmm. Or if the baby was crying and actually Buster did this too, both of them. If the baby was crying and I was not going to the babies mm-hmm. fast enough, they'd come get me. Nah. Well, something's wrong. Go figure out what it is. <laughs> yes. And then at the start of the pandemic, you know, Kiwi's getting on in years and we're considering, you know, she might go anytime. So mm-hmm. sad. We's like, you know what? Along with everyone else, let's go check the rescues. Let's mm-hmm. go check the shelters and see what we can find. And we found my beloved Peggy, who yeah. was named, yes, after Aunt Peggy in Hamilton. <laughs> her actual name was Aunt Peggy. Unfortunately, when we got her, we did not know. And until we did extensive workups with the vet, we found out she had um, some kidney failure oh. going on. So we only had her about almost two years. So then we took the summer, we grieved. And then I was like, it's time to start looking again. And now <laughs> I have Stuart, who I swear to God, I am his emotional support human. He's not an emotional support animal. I'm his support person because he cannot leave my side. He doesn't even go outside with anyone else. He won't come for anyone else. He just, he's literally laying by my side right now. And he's just the cutest. Like if you were to imagine a cartoon dog, I think like Stuart would be what you draw. Don't Mm -hmm. you think? I think so. General cute cute dog face. Yes. You went back to very small dog again. Yes. Yes, I did. And we're just fingers crossed. We did every checkup that we could possibly get done. Of course. And he's doing great. So yeah, I'm looking forward to a lot of years with him. Of course. Deeper. Now I want to get back a little bit on the cat thing, because when you got married, he did have a cat. Yes. Yes. He had yes. a Persian. A black cat, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, black and white. Black and white. Yeah. He was yeah. a little tuxedo. So funny thing I found the other day, there was actually a, a study done by a leading pet researcher, Dr. June Nichols who found that a whopping 90% of single women perceiving men with cats as nicer and more caring than those without. Really? Specifically cats or just pets? Specifically cats. Oh, that's kind of funny because an ex-girlfriend gave him that cat. Oh, no. He didn't want it. (laughs) The cat was a present. Well, then it landed you. So lucky him. He used the cat effectively. I'm pretty sure the cat had nothing to do with it. <laughs> but a very interesting statistic. Yes, that is interesting. We've got some So guys, statistics. get we cats. Got- They'll yes. help you get women. <laughs> well, we have some more statistics. I think you're going to go over oh, real quick. Oh, I'm sure. We have a ton of statistics. So I think in the battle of the cats versus dogs, the statistics on cats and dogs and the number in the world almost varies by which site you look at. Mm -hmm. Is it a cat site? Because if it's a cat site, they're going to say that cats dominate the world. And if it's a dog site, they're going to say dogs dominate the world. So we've gone through a few, basically, according to World Atlas, dog homes slightly edge out cat homes in the U.S. 36% to 30%. However, there are more cats per household 
than dogs. So the U.S. pretty much takes the dog <laughs> range, okay? There are very few states that are cat states where there are more cats per <laughs> Those are the kind of maps we need to see every yes. four years. Cats and, and dogs. Cats and dogs, exactly. So we actually have a couple of those maps and we'll put up links to those so that you guys can check them out. However, worldwide, house cats seem to rule. More countries are cat countries than there are dog countries in the world. And then worldwide, though, again, just depending on what site you look at, some say that cats number in the 350-ish, 375 million range, and dogs are at the 470 range. And then, again, other sites are saying it's flip-flop, that cats are in the 500 million range, and the dogs are in the 350 range. I have so. not seen the 500 range, unless you're <laughs> counting those feral cats and the cats that just come well, to your again, porch. It really food. does depend on yeah. what site you go to. Are yep. they a cat site or are they a dog site? Yep. Because that's where it comes in. Uh, it's pretty even around the world. So Lori, you seem to be defending the dog stats here a little bit. Obviously. Of course, obviously, since you were a team dog. So why dogs? Okay. Why not dogs? I'm telling you, first of all, can we just with the cuteness? Oh my gosh. I can't. I just can't. I've never met an ugly dog. They're so adorable. They just make you happy and they just add laughter into your life. This guy, when I play fetch with him on the wooden floor, he goes slow sliding into home base. I swear to goodness. It's so funny. And you honestly just feel good in your heart. And you've got some dogs that are great for like outwardly security. They'll bark when people come to your front door or if they hear a noise outside or around here, if you're taking a walk in the mountains and a coyote is creeping along, they'll, they'll let the coyote know, don't come near my person or me. Don't know which one they're protecting first themselves or me, but I like to think they're protecting me. Okay. Except for if it's a little dog and it's a coyote, you got to pick that little dog up and run because the coyote wants to go after the little dog. Yes. That's why you have to get them the coyote vest. It has spikes on the back so the coyote can't bite them. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, big hawks go after little dogs. Yes. I found this out from a friend who had a little dog in LA and I was like, really? There's even wildlife in LA? She's like, Around here, it's owls, giant owls sneak in and and grab them out of your backyard. Oh, don't like birds. Don't like birds. We should do an episode (laughs) on that. Anyway, they're also great emotionally. That's why people have emotional support animals. Just having them on your lap or next to you and petting them and just feeling them cuddle up with you relieves some of the stress we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. Also, they get you up and moving because they need to be walked. So I, let me tell you, until we got Peggy at the beginning of the pandemic, three months in, I was just sitting on my butt waiting for the world to go back to normal. And then I had a little dog who I needed to walk. So she Mm -hmm. got me up and going again, even at just around the neighborhood. That's good. Yep. And also just taking your dog on a 15 minute walk each day, that fulfills half of the recommended exercise that most medical professionals suggest of 30 minutes a day. So if you take Mm -hmm. your dog on a walk in the morning and at night, you don't have to do any other exercise in my book. (laughs) Obviously they'll be like, okay, okay, come on, really? But yeah, if you want to look at it that way, we'll we'll get debates with that. Well, I mean, you know, it's one way to, it's one way to look at it. If you're really not an exercise person. Absolutely. And then again, so winter's coming up and just having him in my lap or cuddled next to me with the blanket and the fireplace going just really, oh, it, 
gives me that feeling of being warm and loved. And also the American Kennel Club says that that feeling you get is from the release of oxytocin in your brain from having the dog up with you and and just loving you and cuddling you. And oxytocin is actually sometimes called the feel-good hormone. So having them with you is literally making you feel good, like scientifically. But you can say that for all pets. Yes, but I'm saying it for dogs because you're going to say it. You're going to say it for cats. I am going to say it for cats. Okay, just don't steal it. <laughs> I'm just going to add to it. Okay, that's good. But here we go. Back to dogs, though. This is, I think, where they stand out. And I don't know anything about cats in this area, but you can you can fill me in if I'm mistaken. But I think they stand out because they are just superheroes. Superheroes. Not all heroes wear capes. Some wear collars. Whether it's emotional support for PTSD or a registered service dog. Dogs are there to help us in so many ways. It's amazing like how many we have. I mean, we have guide dogs for the blind, which believe it or not, there are references to that. And they date back to the 16th century. It didn't really become a thing and spread to the US until the 1920s. Okay. But I mean, again, a wonderful thing that they can help a person who's lost their vision or absolutely help them along. There's also autism service dogs. They can alert you for allergies. Mm -hmm. They can alert diabetic attacks and even seizures, Yep, which is amazing. It it boggles my mind. I don't know how they do it. I want to know, like, I need to actually get a book on this and because this is something that I would read. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We can't forget our wonderful dogs on the police force and in the military. I mean, a dog that can detect drugs, bombs, and then you've got sniffer dogs. They can sniff some clothing and help find a missing person. Mm-hmm. And worst case, cadaver dogs, they can help you find a body if you know there's a case that needs to be solved. It's just phenomenal. Phenomenal yeah. what dogs can do, not just being a pet, but in general. Mm-hmm. So that's That's your why dogs. Yes. Yes. That's my why you should have a dog speech. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I guess that, yes, we can get that over into why cats then. Okay. Yep. So So I'll throw it on to you and I will sit back with an open mind. So cats can do a lot of that too. They make you happy. They add laughter all the time. My cats running around the house, tearing around. They play fetch. For those of you who don't think they do, my little one plays fetch and runs after the spring all the way down the hall and does exactly what yours does on the hardwood floors, just slides into home. Oh my God, isn't that the best? <laughs> it is great because you can actually hear her trying to get her claws oh, into the, the floor. Oh, the toenails. And it's just click, 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 actually had studies from the university indiana university on how effective cat videos can actually be at reducing stress which we were talking about how to reduce that last week Mm -hmm. great way to do it but there's also another study cats can also lower your risk of heart disease and stroke by 30 percent This is why cats have worked as service animals in nursing homes and other areas in reducing and lowering heart disease. And that was according to an NIH study. Let me ask you, how do they get the cats to the nursing homes? Do they take them on a leash? Like, because you see dogs in hospitals visiting little kids. So that is one of those things. The patients. Cats actually can be walked. And if you can, yeah, if you don't like having an outdoor cat or an indoor outdoor cat, because up here I have to be just like 
like you with the owls and the things that can come after your little dog, they can come after cats. Cats are a little bit more agile and can get away, but still it's a big thing to try to have them outside here on their own. But I actually have a little harness and a leash and they are harness trained. So I can actually take them out on a walk if I want to. Yeah. So you can take them either in a little crate, which you would do with a dog sometimes too. Or a backpack. Or a backpack. Have you seen oh my backpacks with the with a bubble they window? They do. They I have love them, them. For, for cats and dogs. They're hilarious. I love Her Peggy was so small. She fit in mm-hmm. a little front carrier like a baby. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, so you can walk them and it helps with this lowering heart disease and stroke. So if you want to lower some stress, get a cat because cats are also a more interesting study with cats purring, which is in line with what I'm studying right now in neurosciences. Cat purring has actually been proven to help heal bones and tendons and muscles. Mm -hmm. So the frequency of a cat's purr is in the ideal range and they've done a lot of work with frequency if you've ever had one of those ultrasound treatments at your PT office. It's just working off of a vibration, off of a frequency of sound. And the cat's purr tends to be in the same frequency. Though there have been studies that have proven it can help heal bones and muscles and tendons. Is there a cat out there that can help me look young or something like that? (laughs) Like a stay young cat? I don't know about that, but definitely, you know, lowering stress can always help you stay a little bit younger Mm -hmm. and being happy too and having those happy moments. You know, the more you can keep that inner joy in your life, you're going to be better off. Now, on average, cats live longer than dogs, but that depends on the size of the dog. Because small dogs can live longer than cats. Buster. Buster. (laughs) But the second that you get up into the medium and larger size dogs, then it tends to be more towards the cats. Now, back to taking a cat's for a walk. The problem for me, and you were talking earlier about, you know, your dogs help you get your exercise in for the day. Well, the problem is I can really only walk for about a half a block with my condition right now and the cats can't carry me back to the house. So if I were to collapse, maybe I should like get a St. Bernard. Blood dog, yes. Yes. And that way they can just, you know, pull me along back to the house. But cats have a lot of other benefits though. Cats kill household pests. And that's how they made it came into our lives in the first place about 9,000 years ago. It was kind of a partnership. The cats already lived close by because they were taking care of the mice and the rats when we moved to an agrarian society. They were taking care of all of those pests around the house. And then humans just started to kind of interact with them, you know, give them a little extra food or a little bonus. And then they started to become more acclimated. So I thought that was kind of on the yay cat side. Because I don't like mice and rats. <laughs> Dude, I don't Durables know. Gerbils are okay, but I don't know what it is about little dogs, but we're we have like bunnies galore out here. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, they if they even think there's a bunny outside, they just go racing around the yard. They mm-hmm. go so fast. They're like little <laughs> rockets. I'm like, dude, I've never seen you move this fast. But uh, they see a bunny. Dang. I don't know about spiders, but they definitely like the little animals outside. Yeah, I know. My little, my little ones will go after anything that gets in the house. Fair game. <laughs> so cats also have that benefit to it. But I've got to say that my favorite part of this is thought 
catalog has actually described cats as the unofficial mascot of the internet. And I'm going back to it again because over 2 million cat videos were posted to YouTube in 2014 alone. One year, 2 million. <laughs> so again, that researcher at Indiana University also noted that these videos received almost 26 billion views. Okay, this is so not fair because I didn't research any of that stuff for <laughs> dogs. I can't battle with you on that one. No, no. It's like, and I got to say that that just blew me away. I was like, what? In fact, cat videos received more views per video than any of YouTube's other content categories. Hmm. I'm starting to think our podcast should just be about cats and cat videos or dogs and dog videos. Put them together. Make it well-rounded. And I would say I wish that my boo and my magic were funnier so that I could get some other videos to post. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I have so many pictures of Stuart and Kiwi and them just doing stupid stuff or funny stuff or just being ridiculous. I mean, seriously, I make him play fetch just so I can video him. Nice. He's like my jester. Mm -hmm. Like perform for me, dog. It's so mean, but I just love him so much and he loves seeing him do cute things. Well, and we do. And I again wish that mine were a little cuter. They were very cute as kittens. Both of them were very cute as kittens. Mm -hmm. So I have tons of videos on that, but I've got to give it to dogs too, because your dogs are adorable. Thank you. But I just saw the AKC canine flyball Can-Am classic on ESPN. So thank you, ESPN, the Ocho, for all of this new stuff, all these new sports they're putting out there. And I just was blown away. It was this relay race over hurdles Mm -hmm. to go grab this ball. And I thought, yeah, cats won't do a race like that. Something I'm ever going to see. Do you know they now have, like, you know how they have the kennel club, I don't know, dog of the year, whatever that's called. I don't know. You know, where they prance around and the dog's hair is all brushed. I don't know. The dog show thing. Yes. They have one for rescue dogs now. And like some of them are just so, they're so ugly. They're cute. You know, that that type of face. Oh my gosh. I love it. It's just adorable. They're cute. But that is my pitch for cats. Okay. Lots and lots of good things about your cuddly kitties. Yes. Now I'm going to ask you a question that I, so in my head, I have the answer. There's, you're not going to change my mind. And I know it's dependent on the individual cat. However, do you agree or disagree on the statement that in the cuddly loving department, not like I'll brush up against your leg and then walk off because that's more their nature. But if you need a snuggler, if you need a cuddler, do you agree that dogs are more of a lap animal and a stick right by your side animal? And they are just more affectionate with you in the terms of cuddling and loving. I know what you're getting at here. Are dogs more affectionate and cuddlier than cats? And cats have the reputation of being aloof. Mm-hmm. And what you were describing, just rub up against your leg and then, you know, wander off, whatever. I disagree. And you'll find a lot of cat owners who disagree as well. They have the reputation. And yes, cats are significantly more independent than dogs. Okay. You can leave a cat for a couple of days with food and water and the cat will be okay. The cat can take care of itself in a lot of ways. Whereas a dog, you know, it's that constant need for attention. So while I would say that cats don't need that constant need for attention, just like dogs, there are some aloof dogs. There are cats that are super cuddly. I get a lot of attention from my cats. In fact, when I go at night, at the end of the day, after work, after the podcast is over, after all the other stuff we've done for two redheads, and I go sit down on the couch to go watch TV, I have cats on me. Like (laughs) immediately, they're right on top. And one likes to sit between my legs. It's the weirdest thing. And 
the other one prefers to sit up on my chest and that's where they love to hang out. So I get just as much cuddling and affection. You know, sometimes I just feel like dogs can be overwhelming with that. Really? It's hmm. just a constant need for affection for a dog. Whereas a cat, it's it's at my speed. I don't have all day to be around with you and and pay attention to you and, and do everything else. And so cats are incredibly cuddly. That is just like Stuart. Stuart is honestly, he's more clingy than my kids were as babies <laughs> and more clingy than the toddlers. Like he yeah. will follow me in the bathroom and I'll see the paw under the door. Like, mom, why am I not in there with you? I'm like, because I'm in the bathroom. Or if oh, I yeah. go just in the other room and we have an open floor plan, but if I go from the living room to the kitchen, he's right behind me looking up at me. Mom, hello. Mom, I followed you. Do I get a treat? Exactly. And you know, my little kitten right now, she's whatever room I'm in, she's there. She's up on the counter. She wants to get into whatever I'm doing. She's, she really wants to go into the bathroom. She loves to be in the bathroom. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not standing over your litter box when you're doing this. So could you please give me a little bit of privacy? But what was funny was I was looking for something the other day and there's actually a sign that came up that was perfect for the kitty cats. It said, excuse me, were you attempting to use the bathroom alone? And it had this black cat looking at you. That's exactly what it was. You can't, cats like dogs will follow you around everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's just dependent on the cat or the pet. That is true. But something you mentioned there is, is another reason that I just can't get on board. And as you said, they get on the counter. And all I can think of is they've been stepping in kitty litter and then they get up on the counter where you get ready and where you prepare your food and the hair. I just cannot get on board with that. Oh, give me a break on the I hair though. Do Dogs shed too. They don't lot. shed on my, they're not on my counter shedding. They're on the, they're on the carpet. Depends on the dog. See some of the internet videos on dogs. They're getting no. up on counters. Oh uh, yeah. No, I've never had one of my dogs get up on the counter. Kiwi's tall enough that she, if something's on the edge of the table or the counter, she can like grab it with her snout, but we just don't put anything. I just can't get on board with that. And I, I know some people are just like, oh, it's, you know, they're fine. They're clean. And I know they're clean, but just like mm, little ball of kitty, little pebble of kitty litter on the counter or the stovetop. I'd just be like, oh God, no. And then I'd worry that they would jump on top and I would have a stove on and then their little feet would burn and their little oh, toe yeah. beans no, they're would pretty... get all burned. Yeah. I'm concerned about that a lot, actually. But back to cats and dogs. Yes. Because <laughs> they're a lot like how do you feel about the fur baby term? I mean, for some people, they are their little fur babies. That's what they have. That's what they pick. So I don't have a problem really with the term. Okay. Neither do I, you know, to each their own. Right. And, right. you know, a lot of care goes into our pets and we're talking billions of dollars of industry yes. here. They go around our pets. So obviously we really like them. We do. And, you know, there's so many ways to show them you love them. And, you know, dogs, they love their treats. They love their toys. This one, oh my gosh, in just the six weeks, we've had him. I've gone through so many toys because he's a chewer. He doesn't chew shoes or anything, but toys he is aggressive with. I've only got one toy left that he hasn't torn up. But... Oh yeah. And I gotta say, I'm right there with you because I have had to baby proof this house <laughs> for the cats. Finally. I know, right? I got around to it. But the thing is, I mean, like my oldest, he opens doors. So either I have to change all my lever doors in the house to twist doors, which I'm sure he'll probably figure out how 
try to do that anyway. Or I had to put locks on doors. I had to baby lock my doors so that he couldn't get into certain places. I had to put those little straps for the refrigerator mm-hmm. on the sliding closet doors because he figured out, oh yeah, I can just slide those open. That's fine. And he loves to chew anything plastic. So everything plastic has to be put away. And then the little one has this fetish with cardboard and paper. Same. Right? So mm-hmm. weird that they like that. And I don't know about your dogs, but my cats love human food. It is their favorite thing in the world. Mine do. We only give them, like if I'm making scrambled egg, I will cook another one, scramble it up, and I'll like split it mm-hmm. between the two of them. Or when we have like a, a plain chicken or mm-hmm. de- a deli chicken. I don't really do anything beyond that though, because there's so many things that dogs can't have. And then also vets are just like, yeah, really don't want to give them table scraps. Right. And the big thing is, you know, you definitely don't want to give that to cats as well. Mm-hmm. Certainly things that, that can make them very ill. But again, they're like little sharks. <laughs> Especially these little black stealthy ones that I have now. They'll just creep up and then all of a sudden, yoik, whatever is sitting on the table is just gone you know, in a flash. And I'm like, I can't even react fast enough to get it away from them. I've, you know, chased a cat around the house while it's growling at me with a, what was it? A, um, a hash, a Burger King hash brown, one of those little circle ones that's like oh this big. And she grabbed it. It's a potato. Why would a cat like a potato? Grabbed Why it. Why would they want those potatoes? Ew. <laughs> Ew. I know, right? And ran and was like growling at me. That she didn't want to give it up. She had already eaten half of it. And I was like, give it up. <laughs> It's amazing what little critters can do, both dogs yeah. and cats. Yeah. So you were talking a little bit earlier about some toys. I've got to say one of the cat's favorite toys is one that I got when I adopted the little one. Never had it before, but it is the favorite toy. It's a little plastic spring. Like and that's slinky? Thing, yeah, not like a slinky in that it moves. Uh-huh. So it's just a spring shape. It's just a little spiral shape. Huh. And man, that thing can bounce and they just love batting it around everywhere. Really? And well, you'll have to post a picture. Houses. I will have to post I, a picture. I can't even picture it. For cat lovers out there, if you don't have these springs in your house, get them because cats, at least my cats, went ballistic for them. They love chasing them around and knocking them under every piece of furniture you have. Oh, yeah. We That's love that. Fun. Let's get into some more how to treat your pets. Lori, you had mentioned toys. I know you love to pamper your pooch. I do. I do. Little Stuart is like your favorite ever. So with the sweaters and the everything else, what are some of your favorite ways to take care of your little dogs? Do you know what? Kiwi's not little. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. So when I got married and I had Buster, my husband kicked him out of my bed because I slept with him every night. So he kicked him out of the bed. He had to sleep next to the bed. Which, by the way, I'm going to say Mayo Clinic actually did a study and people sleep better with pets in their beds. That's what I said. I'm just saying. Now, Stuart hasn't been sleeping in the bed, but he does come up and take naps with me. Or Mm -hmm. if if I'm not napping, maybe I'm laying back in bed reading a book or something, or I'm scrolling on my phone. I let him up on the bed and he he just gets in those blankets and he just like, you can tell, he just like lets out these sighs of such contentment. Mm. So we have blankets in every room. So 
no matter what room I'm in, he can lay down nice. little beds everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he just, he loves that. I mean, like I said, he doesn't do anything, but sleep next to me and lay down next to me. <laughs> the other thing I do, and this is specific to him and my other dog, where I live, we have mobile groomers. Mm-hmm. So they bring the little van to your house and the whole back of the van, or they'll pull a trailer and the whole trailer is a mobile grooming station. Right. So they love it. Mm-hmm. They do. And again, I know some dogs and cats or whatever would absolutely resist this, but they love it. They love being brushed. Like I'll brush them every day, mm-hmm. but for some reason, like when someone else is there, giving them the brush and you know, the little blow dryer, they love it. They're almost like me at the salon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swear they're seriously oh, take after me. And then they come out just smelling so fresh and cute and just, I love it. And then I have to admit the little one gets bubble baths. <laughs> The big one gets a hose outside because we don't have anywhere else to wash her. But the little ones, all my little ones get bubble baths. I find actual pet bubble baths. Very nice. And then I just wrap them up and I like go and I use get the little blow dryer going and make them all fluffy and sweet. But I mean, you do have to do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, you need to do that. You need to make sure your pets are properly groomed. Always have their ears checked. Always get their nails clipped. It's just basic maintenance that your pet needs. Right. So let's, let's put that out there with the grooming mm-hmm. stuff. And he loves going on walks nice. with me again, only with me. <laughs> he loves just sitting outside in the sun on the patio with mm-hmm. me again. Yeah. There's a pattern there. there There's a pattern there. Pattern. But I think you need to indulge your dog or whatever other pet mm-hmm. in, in just certain ways. Right. You know, they're there cuddling you, loving you. They only kind of know you and yes. they just really want your love. And that's, that's what they live yes. for. I think so in, at least in these cases. Yeah. So just give that love back, you know, and if you can get it. <laughs> toy honestly just throwing a stick you see that in comics and it's so stereotypical oh, yeah. for cats yeah, it's a just, cardboard box you know here's yeah. your cardboard box have but fun they love it they oh, love yeah. it they absolutely so. do you don't have to spend a ton of money to be able to do it there's actually some really great ideas for cat toys because mm-hmm. cats and and dogs benefit from this type of thing too and more companies are starting to create enrichment activities brain mm-hmm. teasers for pets yes treat toys that make them think and work to actually get what they want. And I've got to say recently, because again, my little one, my little magic is just one big bundle of energy. So more things that I can give her to do during a day is helpful. And there were some great ideas from people online about ways to use old paper towel rolls and toilet paper rolls to be able to make these enrichment toys at home for pennies. You know, you already had it. You were going to throw it out anyway. Why not turn it into an enrichment toy for the cat? And I got to say the two that I made for the cats. They love them. So easy. Lori, have you found any DIY enrichment toys for dogs? I don't want to answer this because I'm throwing my dearly departed doggy under the bus. But so there was this doggy intelligence test that we found online and it was cover your dog with a blanket, a light blanket, mm-hmm. and see how long it takes them to find their way out. You know, <laughs> army crawl mm-hmm. their way out from under this blanket. And we did that with Buster. Poor, poor Buster. Oh, um, <laughs> He pretty, he laid down and went to sleep. He did not even attempt. Not even try. He just, he just laid down and curled up. And after about 30 seconds, we took the blanket off. So he he didn't quite pass the intelligence test. Okay. And I haven't really done anything since. I usually stick to honestly just playing with them. Mm -hmm. Stuart is actually our first dog who loves toys. Our other dogs haven't. Kiwi would tug on the rope outdoors, like a tug of war Mm -hmm. with the boys. But other than that, she didn't really ever play with toys. 
astronaut. He's just a crotchety old man. I loved him so much. <laughs> and he didn't want to play. Yeah. Unless and... he was going out on a walk. Right. Then yeah. Yeah. So this is honestly the first dog who like acts like a dog. I think I babied everyone too much. And they were like, mm-hmm. uh, no, I'm a baby doll. So this one already knew tricks and, and new toys from Aww, whoever nice. had owned him previously. Okay. So are there any other helpful hints that you want to give to dog owners? Things that you've learned over your years of being a dog owner? Oh, goodness. I think honestly, the number one is don't forget to take care of them. You don't think I should brush that dog's teeth, but trust me, you need to brush that dog's teeth. And honestly, it's in your best interest to do it because get ready for the vet bill when their teeth go bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My cats, I had never had that kind of issue with my cats before, but man, if Shadow did not decide to have bad teeth, huge vet bill at one point in time. So everybody now totally used to the toothbrush. Yeah. The teeth, the nails, the bathing and brushing, keep them keep them groomed like like you would your children. Yeah. I mean, not obviously not to the extent <laughs> of your children. And then just if you don't want your pets on furniture or anything, that's that's fine. That's your house, but have a place that's theirs. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a bed in the corner or a blanket or just somewhere that they can feel like this is my spot. Yep, totally true for cats as well. Yeah. And because they're multi-cat households, mm-hmm. make sure that you have a distinct space for both cats. Right. Okay. They need to have their own. <laughs> cut right now two beds for the cats and they seem to like one they're the exact same bed but even the little one really likes boo's bed and so she'll curl up in there and boo is just so laid back he won't even kick her out you he's should like switch them he just, just he sits switch there the beds. oh switch yeah the beds. see if it works just see if they notice or if they still if, if it's the spot of the bed maybe we'll see I if that works that. it should be a fun experiment yeah i think what something happens? else that you need to do is when you get your dog, whether it's a puppy or a rescue, or please don't do this. But if you get a pet from a breeder, again, please don't do that. Adopt, don't shop. Just got to say that. Adopt, don't shop. Yes. When your pet comes into your home, set up rules with it. Let it know exactly what it can and cannot do as soon as you can. Because if you're not consistent with what they can and cannot do, they're going to get confused. They're going to get frustrated. And then you're going to get frustrated with your pet and maybe Mm -hmm. yell at it or I hope no one does this, but like, you know, swat it with a paper towel roll or something. Mm -hmm. Please don't do that either. Oh my gosh. I'm getting very defensive about people and dogs. Yes. Well, and that's with pets, you know, just make sure that it's not your behavior that's sparking the wrong behavior, even Mm -hmm. though that's a really strong word for it, in the pet. Cats, especially if they're clawing on furniture, if they're peeing outside of the box, sometimes it has to do with your behavior, not theirs, right? Mm -hmm. The litter box isn't clean enough or they don't have enough other places to trim their claws, to groom Mm -hmm. their own claws. They don't have enough scratching posts in the house. So again, before you accuse the pet (laughs) of the bad behavior, make sure that you have set up that environment so that they feel as comfortable as possible. And as exactly what you said before, make sure that they know what the limitations are, what the boundaries are, those types of things. Exactly. They say when you bring the pet home, it's like, I think three days to adapt, three weeks to become 
comfortable in their surroundings and three months to feel like this is my new home. Mm -hmm. So you got to give them that slack. Maybe where they came from had a whole different set of rules. Yes. And I will say, I have a feeling that my little one was a feral cat Mm. growing up. She was kind of that orphan Oliver on the street. You know, the original Dickens, not the Disney movie. Although I really love the Disney movie because who doesn't? It's a little redheaded kitty cat. But surrounded by dogs who surrounded adopt by dogs. him and love him. And Billy Joel and Bette Midler. Come on. <laughs> who can say no to that movie? I know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so one suggestion that I have for cat owners, this was a game changer for me. If you deal with stinky litter, it might be the food. No kidding. When I changed over to a grain-free diet and a little bit higher-end food, I know Right now, everything is expensive and it's hard to even think about that. But I got to tell you, it was almost immediate the difference between the smell of, you know, when they had the lower quality food to the grain free diet food. Mm-hmm never had to deal with that type of thing again. So something to consider. That's actually a really good idea. It probably works for dogs too. And I assume with their breath too. Oh my gosh. That's why another reason you got to keep the the dental cleanings up to date. Cause my, this little one loves to lick me all over on my face. I'm like, you don't, I don't quite love that. Don't go above like the neck Mm -hmm. and get too close there. So I think it's time to probably wrap this up. We've given great arguments, I think, on each side. Pro cat, pro dog. I say dogs won, but I I know you're going to say cats won. (laughs) Right. So although we are obviously biased and opposed on our personal choices of pets, I think we can all agree that having them in our lives not only makes us better, but happier as well. It does. Can't go a day without cracking a smile at something that my pet does. Which leads us into the challenge for this week. What we suggest is go out there and love your pet, no matter what kind it is. I think it's a little hard to cuddle a tarantula, but hey, if that's your cup of tea, go for it. And also, we challenge you to find a funny or inspirational pet video that is not on your team. So Lori, you got to go out there and find a cat video you like, and we'll post it on our Instagram and we'll post it on all of our little social media platforms. And I I could recommend so many dog ones too. I have them all saved on Instagram. I'm going to go out there and search for it on my own. And if I don't find anything I like, I'm coming back to you and going to be like, give me your list. (laughs) Literally me and my niece, send them an Instagram, send the reels back and forth at least like one or two a day, (laughs) just some dog videos. We don't even converse anymore. It's just dog videos. (laughs) You converse through dog videos. Yes. Yes, definitely. (laughs) This is how much I love you. (laughs) I'm sending you this funny dog video. All right. So that's for our challenge for this week. Let's go find some fun cats and dogs videos. Awesome. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us this week as we mused on the age old question, cats versus dogs. Now that we've discussed our ideas, are there any recommendations about today's topic that you'd like to share? Drop us a comment on Instagram or become a Patreon member for special perks and bonus content. For a complete list of products, services, or other content mentioned in today's podcast, visit the links page on our website. Join us next week as we take a break from our walks and we sit down to a wine tasting with our friends at King Froche Winery. We'll take a tour through some of their most popular offerings and pop the cork with an expert's knowledge and suggestions just in time for the holiday shopping season. I'm Dallas. And I'm Lori. For Two Redheads Walk Into a Podcast. The Two Redheads Podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. 
As with all our platforms and content, this podcast represents our own current personal views. These opinions do not represent those of any people, institutions, or organizations that we may discuss, mention, or recommend to our audience. At various times, we may provide reviews of products, services, or other resources. Any such reviews will represent the good faith opinions of the authors. You should conduct your own due diligence and should not rely solely upon any reviews provided by the authors. The products and services reviewed may be provided to the company for free or at a reduced price to incentivize a review. For more information about the disclosure of incentives received in exchange for providing reviews of these products, please contact support at tworedheadswalkintoapodcast.com. We are not licensed healthcare professionals, and our personal experiences addressed are what works for our bodies. None of what we say should be taken as medical advice. Please refer to your own physician for any medical needs and concerns.